Charlotte is one of the funniest, coolest people in the world. She used to be the most plugged in political person in Phoenix. We were originally going to talk about Carrie Lake, the border. She goes, Teddy, look, I've just been, I needed a break after the election. I've been listening to audiobooks, listening to music. Can we just talk about funnier stuff, lighthearted stuff. And next thing you know, it started going into some of the most legendary stories in Teddy Roosevelt history, starring Woody Harrelson, Michael Keaton, Robert Downey Jr., Jenny McCarthy, Kato K. Guarantee you're going to laugh and chuckle. This is the funniest episode by far. With my friend Charlotte has the greatest laugh, I'm sure you'll agree, in the history of the world. Let's get right to it. Oh, by the way, we recorded it on a call recorder app and the quality wasn't up to teddy standards took it into post-production mode uh tried to make it as good as possible but i do realize it's not as crystal clear as normal no matter what find a suitable volume that you can listen to this one too um get your popcorn ready folks you are going to chuckle if you need a break from the non-stop drum beat of negative news coming at you this is the Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into episode 43 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. I know it's, what, Thursday? I don't even know what date it is, Charlotte. You know, I have a... Pretty sure it's uh, Wednesday. It's only Wednesday? Oh, my God. We're going to get so much done before the Super Bowl. I have live (laughs) on the podcast one of my dear friends, Charlotte. I've known her the entire 21st century almost, I think, Charlotte. (laughs) Almost two decades damn close really to it i think right around life. 20 years mm-hmm. oh my gosh and 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 the super bowl the the granddaddy of them all the biggest game in the universe is coming up you are boots on the ground we are t-minus i believe about 92 hours away from kickoff and i figure what a appropriate time to uh, we always enjoy our conversations i'm like dude i should have taped that and made it a podcast so, <laughs> here we are Agreed. What's it like in Phoenix? Do you want to introduce yourself, Charlotte? Uh, height, uh, weight, age? Um, height is, uh, would you want program height? Like gender? When I was um, <laughs> playing volleyball, I was 5'9", but I'm actually like Oh, that's seven. right. You are one of the best. Oh, yeah. Solid volleyball <laughs> player at Northern Arizona in Flagstaff, which I was just there as long time Teddy exactly. Roosevelt listeners know I spent the uh, month of September there. I didn't see a single drop of water or a river or a creek or a puddle or any water at all. It was like a tender, dry um, fire hazard. And half the mountain went up in flames right before I got there. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, vibe. it was horrible. I remember that. It was awful. Was it was that dry time. when you went to college there? Um, I don't remember much of it. Um, I just remember like early mornings, um, walking to the weight room at 6am and then lifting my weight in weights, <laughs> which was horrible. And, um, and then walking to class, um, you know, barefoot both ways in the snow. Like that's how I went. But again, my college was paid for. So thank you. Northern Arizona University for my education. Well, I'll tell you what, I was talking to uh, <clears throat> two of my dear friends, longtime Teddy Roosevelt listeners, Clinton and Christine Rary. You got to give them 
a shout out to them. And I was just talking to them right before this podcast, Charlotte Clinton. And I go, Hey, we got to get together the next couple of days. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? They're like, we don't watch sports. And I was like, even the Super Bowl? And they're like, nope. And I'm like, well, listen, man. I, and I go, it's the least amount of football, Charlotte, that I've ever watched. And my favorite team, you know how hardcore I was back in the day oh. in Phoenix when the Eagles came on. And yeah. I barely watched the snap of the regular season. Then my boys from Philly, hey, D-Rock. hey so anyways, they got it. They call. They don't call me Teddy. They have no idea. Well, I, there's a lot of loyal listeners back in Philly. Got to give a shout out to Billy D. He's got to be all fired up, not believing that he he knows I hardly got a chance to watch any any football. But uh, Charlotte, meanwhile, you know, I've gone in one direction, watch? hardly watching football. Then you, since uh, our listeners don't know, made the transition from volleyball to football, and you are now starting, what, for the third out of the last four Super Bowls for the Kansas City Chiefs as their starting offensive uh, guard? Left guard? <laughs> yes, because there's never been a woman offensive guard, and everyone was super mad about that. So, um, yeah, I just got an email. It was weird. Um, and now I am... Yeah. Gonna... So you were like the Michael Jordan of the lingerie bowl for, for those who don't know, because there is the lingerie bowl at halftime. You were just stomping bitches left and right for almost a decade and a half. That, that is, that is so correct. And I also have to say that like, I appreciate. You were like, Tom Brady basically um, with implants. Right, you were Tom Brady because I was gonna say steroids, but I thought like, but what would you get? Like, what what were the skills that you used? Like, what were the skills that that as you transitioned from volleyball to uh, you know your legendary career? Decorated. Uh, there, you know, there was there was steroids involved too. Um, I'm sure we're on a secure line right now, so it's it's fine to talk about, right? Um, yeah, it was just like, you know, there's inequality, like everyone was very uncomfortable with the fact that um, you know, there just wasn't any women in in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, like I say, I got an email and look where I am now. So, you know how like uh the MVP of the Super Bowl um for those listeners who don't know goes to the Disney World for the Lingerie Bowl, they go to Universal Studios and they ad- get to adopt the winner of the Puppy Bowl. So Charlotte has what? How many dogs that you've won from the Puppy Bowl? I have two. I have two. Uh huh. I thought it was like fifteen. <laughs> from all the championships. So what? Do you give them away to your family, your parents, friends? Sister get one. Your sister's in Idaho. She get has probably about four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I give them. Away. I'm a giver, you know. Um, so. Yeah, that's what I do. They they just they're you know, they they just need good homes and you know, I got an ass that won't quit, so what am I gonna do? <laughs> so you were like I'm like, what do you wanna talk about? Could you see the Chinese spy balloon um from Arizona that was floating over Montana? I don't know if it was that big. We couldn't see it from here in, in Austin. It was uh, like Yeah, I missed it. Um, I saw like blips of it on um, on the news and such. Um, But I I gotta say, um, Teddy, that I'm kind of in a spot to where 
I kind of feel like it's best to just like live my life and not care. I don't know. Maybe that's controversial, but I just feel like there's so many things happening that I can't do anything about that um, I just really want to like try to take care of myself and my kids and, you know. Um, it's hilarious because I just went to somebody who's planning a prepper meeting that I'm attending at like 5 p.m. Friday because I have like post-traumatic stress disorder. Because I don't know if you know, there's still like 20,000 people sitting in the dark, Charlotte. There was uh, 150,000 people without power or water for the second time in three years in Austin. And there, imagine being seven months pregnant and you don't have power, water, heat, internet, and it's 30 degrees and you have a couple kids and not a good, not what do a good you, thing. Um, what do you attribute? So then we to? go from the prepper thing to you, who you're just taking a nonchalant. You have two kids, 16 and 14. And 12. Right? And 12. 12. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 16 and 12. I just yeah. miss uh, age. Is that what they call miss aging? Your kid is a really <laughs> offensive thing for a mom. <laughs> I'm so offended. People would misgender yeah. my dog, and I would get offended. Like, oh, she looks so cute. It's like, you say, he will bite your dick off. <laughs> That's so funny because I have uh, one of the dogs that I won from from my yeah my winnings um, is a he's a multi-poo, and everyone calls him a she. And um, I I I just like yeah, it's a, it's a he, but like I don't really cares like I don't really want like it doesn't really matter but at the same time I'm like I don't want to like offend his manhood you know like if you keep calling him a she then then you know he's gonna feel bad about himself so um, <laughs> try to keep appearances. um actually something that that did happen um that was kind of crazy um, I want to bring my... it back to the Super Bowl. I want to bring it back to oh. the Super Bowl. Is the, yeah. the traditionally the Phoenix Open was a you know for those who don't know it's a thing on the PGA Tour. It is notorious for being the biggest party circuit on the on the golf circuit. So now you have the Great Super Bowl crap. back in Phoenix, and you're in the hotel industry, Charlotte. Have you been struggling to? sell any rooms um, um, or or sell any alcohol at the bar of the hotel that you work this week? Um, No. So we're, so we're downtown. So there's the NFL like fan experience or something happening there. Um, So we're basically like at least like 30 to 45 minutes away from the actual, um, from the actual game. But it has affected like our whole city, which I love it. Like I love commerce. Like that's amazing for our city and everything, but the amount of planning that has gone into it. And like I said, we are 30 to 45 minutes from the actual site is, 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 is just silly. Well, we met in Phoenix, Charlotte. I've lived in Phoenix probably what, uh, 28 times. Um, since I've met you, or thirty-two <laughs> times, you, you would you would know better because you're like smart about those Tempe, things. Tempe, Scottsdale, Ahwatukee <laughs> Hills, Chandler, downtown Phoenix. Um, those are just a few of the places that I lived in the Valley of the Sun. But you've got uh, the actual Super Bowl in the Cardinal Stadium, which was like that was one of the worst days of my life. To give you guys an idea of how hardcore of an Eagles fan was, Charlotte. I don't know if you remember, but I was living in L.A. Came back for that game, 
watch the Cardinals shockingly upset the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl, and I will never forget. And the Cardinals fans, it was the most surreal thing, walking out with my Eagles jersey and seeing these Cardinals fans thinking, like, <laughs> they just saw, like, aliens land from, from Mars, and they were all, like, six-foot, beautiful, blonde Amazons are like, Help us! We need to procreate back on our our planet. We need like men desperately to come back and have sex with us and procreate, or our planet's gonna die. Help us! Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you? Did you see the confetti out? and all these Cardinals? And I had lived. And remember, I used to. My buddy Mike works for the Cardinals, and I always had Cardinals tickets, four tickets every Sunday at Sun Devil. On the ten yard line, I couldn't give them away. The only time was when the Packers came, and it was the funniest thing. All of a sudden, you you know, usually you pull up to Sun Devil, it's like sleepy. There's ten thousand people. They're the only NFL team playing in a college stadium. The day they play the Packers, there's like white man boobs for miles, just cheese fed, <laughs> milk fed. All these Packers fans, like, hey, they, that was their vacation to go see the Packers and Brett Favre. Beat the shit out of the Cardinals, forty-eight to three. I think you mean Farvra. Um, but what's weird about Phoenix is that um, everyone is from someplace else, so there's not really any like Cardinals fans. It's like everyone is a, that's a crazy Packers thing. Fan you go into a, a sports yeah. bar, and it's yeah, it's literally that's what I loved yeah. about Phoenix. That's what's cool. It's the melting pot. Like most of my friends, you know, Minnesota and East Coast and from all over and they came to Phoenix for the same reasons. Yeah, but swimming like, pools, movie like, stars. Like living in Phoenix, deep living real in Phoenix, estate. I don't love it because there's no like sense of community. You know, like there's not like a you know, I'm I'm sure if you're in Green Bay, it's a really different than if you come to Phoenix and then like everyone is just kind of like in a different jersey. Oh, I remember when they had, like, special elections, like, when I lived in Chandler, and they'd, like, send out, like, the results, or it was, like, the community newspaper sent out results. If it was, like, a weird timed election in March or April, you could be on the school board with, like, 63 votes. Like, no shit. If you just got anyone you knew at, like, church, work, and, like, if you had lived there for any period of time, you could do whatever, you know, you could be the constable. (laughs) By the way, what is a constable? It sounds cool. I don't know. You should run. <laughs> oh my gosh! You I'm should run. I well, everyone knows the. Uh, you're like, dude. I don't want to talk about any of this stuff, but um, oh, I'm wondering, is the Phoenix Open taking place this weekend? <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it is taking is. place. Yeah. So they is it's absolute chaos then there, huh? A hundred percent. Oh my chaos. god! It's it's, it's, it's like. So it was really weird. So they had is the douchebag uh, scale because Phoenix Phoenix has been known uh, Charlotte to attract its its, its share of douchebags. Um, uh, what is it? Just the highest meter it's ever been, or is it pretty uh, um, hippie? Is yeah. It more hippies? So, but it was really weird because there was like the open they had. They were going to have it like the weekend before, and they switched it. So like now the open and the Super Bowl is the same weekend. So I don't, I'm not really sure what the thinking was there, but um, it's, 
absolute mayhem. And it's always been the, the it's always been the countdown. Like that's always been yeah. growing up for like 30 years in a row. It's been the Phoenix Open and then it goes into the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they probably just had to keep it the same weekend, but now it's just, is the bird's nest and dude, it's crazy. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. And then there's like concerts for the Super Bowl downtown. And then there's like, yeah, the, you know, whatever they call it, the bird's nest, the owl's nest, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's absolute havoc, which like I say, I like, I love for the city, but. Um, it's actually like kind of annoying to live here. <laughs> How many people are staying at your hotel um, when it's a uh, per night? How was the capacity? Um, so we're selling rooms at like fifteen hundred dollars a night, and um, fifteen hundred bucks a night. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And then, so is, um, is it super? Um, is it more of a boutique hotel or uh, three hundred rooms? Like, give it how many? Uh, super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's uh, it's uh, one hundred seventy rooms. It's a, like more of a boutique hotel. It was built in the thirties, so it used to be a bank. It's like really, really cool spot, but it's just really weird when you see like. Is it near America like, West Arena? Give me an idea because I live downtown. Like, where is it in conjunction to America yeah, West? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's uh, the Footprint Center now. Um, but yeah, it's walking distance to there. Yeah, is it on the light rail? It is. It is. is the light so rail now extending Central. from downtown to Glendale? Uh, no, no, not that far. But that's on but the, that's you, on the ever, plan, right? Have you ever? Um, Ridden on the right light rail? <laughs> Dude, I was the first person to give you guys an idea how much Teddy was a hippie back in the day. I voted for Obama two times. These these freaks, I haven't changed at all. They don't believe in freedom hope of speech and, and freedom of expression. Oh, my God. I have breaking news. So the breaking news that I have is I just found breaking news right before I got on the show that my Twitter account just got restored after seven months of suspension. Charlotte, at underscore Teddy Brozavell is back in business. Thank you, Elon Musk. Why was it suspended? COVID. COVID-19. Breaking my balls about. Telling the truth, <laughs> just like everybody else, right? I mean, why do they kick? Um, what is the new the new c word? How funny is this? They're like, um, they kicked a like Pierre Corey. They're trying to say they're trying to say vitamin D doesn't doesn't help COVID. Vitamin D doesn't do anything, Charlotte. Of course, osteoporosis. It does not. You osteoporosis. So the study that they cited, they gave him a one-time dose of a hundred thousand IU's. A hundred thousand IU's. I take vitamin D. It's like four hundred IU's, and I take a, a couple. A hundred thousand one time. They're like, no, you're supposed to give them like ten thousand every day for sixty straight days to I get it in your blood serum fifty milliliters. So when you ask about why I got uh, suspended, I got suspended for promoting a drug that I don't know if you heard, the two inventors received the Nobel Prize for inventing. Mm-hmm. It's called Ivermectin. Mm-hmm. If you I I have taken it. I have ingested it myself. Released studies and said Ivermectin was legal, then 
you can't emergency authorize the vaccine to be released. So they had to bash a Nobel Prize winning drug mm-hmm. in order to push this trillion dollar right. scam. Follow the money. Follow the money. Were your kids, was there any pressure from the school system to get them vaccinated at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There was, like, every other day there was an email about, like, this is, like, we're giving out free vaccines. Like, this is where you can get them. Like, it was, it was, a, it was a full court press. Full court press. And um, I, it was not a popular opinion that I had to not get them vaccinated. Um, because oh, it's also, we were talking about you know, the light rail before I forget. Oh yeah. So I, we, we were talking about the light. So I was a pioneer, if you will, Charlotte. I went downtown. I remember I lived right downtown <laughs> in two different places, right by the library in that old. Remember that old school neighborhood I lived in? Yes. Um. What's it called? There's a park right there where uh, there's like a murder every, what, 10 or 15 days. Um, Margaret, Margaret. No, 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 not Margaret Hans. I understand that's a homeless, uh, that's 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 yeah. not looking too good either. Yeah. yeah but no. I was like, such an, remember, I was working downtown at Ultimate Consignment, <clears throat> that huge 120,000 oh, square yes, foot warehouse. That that was like Craigslist on steroids. That's what they called it. Yeah. But it was literally like every single thing in the world, from guns to baseball cards to stoves to couches to magazines <laughs> to Japanese electronics to video games. Like, dude, it was. So why did, this guy why was did doing fail? some major coke? Why do you think it but failed? The, the guy, the guy who was in charge of it, the company, the CEO, total asshole. In case he's listening, I'm calling you out right now, Brian. D. Lesk, who the business, de- uh, the University of Arizona business department is named after him. What? Ryan D. Lesk, he made a shit ton of money in the late 90s during the internet thing for creating like an HR cloud computing soft. So you could like onboard people super quick. He hit it rich. He didn't invent it. Well, he hired some IT guys, smart. came up with the ID, ID, bam, sold it for a shit ton of money and gave the University of Arizona a- enough money to be... Um, you know, they named the business school after him. He was doing Al Pacino mountains of Coke, I bet. Because he was going to put them in 21 states. That's the whole thing. And you could bring anything you wanted in the world in there. And they would make a bid on them. And here's the whole thing. It was like futuristic. Like you would get an iPad when you walked in the door. And you could supposedly whoever was selling you their um, Pete Rose rookie baseball card at home you could put a bid like that was the whole thing. You were trying to encourage like the excitement of live bidding. But meanwhile, it was like Brian Lesk and like two other dudes back in the, in the thing. And they'd come back with like something like 50 pounds. So you got the feeling you were bidding on someone, but there's no way they could have guaranteed whoever was selling some couch or Pete Rose rookie card was going to be available within like, you know, Uh, two or three minutes. They're like, Hey, you can send a thing and then the seller will get back to you. But they would represent. But like, dude, they acquired the literally. It's a pretty good idea. Well, well, okay. You know how they build it? They acquired Charlotte. I would say two thousand and eight hundred storage units. I'd know, but maybe five thousand storage units. Like, just imagine they were renting box trucks and going to Vegas and literally buying out the whole fucking thing, and like really? listing and and thing. 
dude, he had like a bank of about 25 computers. And one of the jobs, when you start at the job, so you get here, they had the, the, a huge warehouse. Imagine the biggest distributing warehouse. Um, it was for Miller beer. It was like, what is it? Hensley Halsley. Who's the big, like John McCain length uh, beverage company, Hensley. So dude, from all the storage units. And then you had people just dumping off their stuff. Like if you just had, you know, if you were moving or you were downsizing or, you know, you could drop off stuff. Um, so, so we had like 15 people, <clears throat> your job, let's just say there's a storage unit and it was like laid out on a moving, um, blanket. You basically, the the you're basically the dude that like takes in the stuff at Goodwill. But but no well well you you grab the stuff no here's the deal there was a it was futuristic dude you had like a bay of four um booths that was like all whited out and whatever and it was a digital camera and you'd take like they had it all laid out and you'd take like a digital camera with this perfect fucking thing it would shoot the images back dude everyone had like three screens like we were imagine like a stock trader. And like yeah. the ones like the photo, like an, uh, cause some of the stuff was like, dude, I sold like a 1939 college football program for LSU on eBay for like $2,800. And it's all cause like I, I freaking wrote this detailed description with all the players listed. I'm like, dude, some like rich oil guy or like a crawfish, like a yeah. shrimp boat captain whose yeah. dad played and is going to get this and like frame it and, you know, above his mantle. And sure enough, and the bidding was like freaking crazy. Like a 19th, like pre-World War One. I'm like, dude, this is some serious. And you didn't have to pay anything to bring your stuff there? You didn't have to pay anything to bring it, but we would take a cut of it. So here's the deal. Everything, like, there was a lot of albums. There was a ton of memorabilia, like vinyl and stuff. But everything, you had, like, a pull-down menu that said, like, eBay, Amazon, Craigslist, and there was a third one. So if you dropped off Led Zeppelin 4, it would go on Amazon, it would go on eBay, it would go on Craigslist. So that was the whole thing. We were managing it on every possible platform. This was, like, 2013. 12, 13? How do you remember these years? What's that? I'm just super impressed by you, but you always remember years of things that happened. Well, then the whole thing, like, like, he was going to expand it to, like, Vegas and Salt Lake City. I was supposed to manage one of the freaking warehouses. That was the whole thing is they were, like, training everyone, and I thought I was going to, like, I was looking at Utah, like, dude, I like hiking, skiing, maybe I'll, like, you know, stop smoking cannabis and just like join the Mormons and like, you know, yeah. Post Malone stuff. Well, Post Malone didn't exist back then. He's the <laughs> only one I know up there. <laughs> Me and Posty. <laughs> Teddy and Posty. Do you know I met Post Malone? <laughs> I do. I've actually like, I've I've seen. I have met some celebrities, now. Charlotte. You're one of the few people who could vouch for some of these uh, stories I've been telling. Um, okay, I met so Woody Harrelson. That's, that's really? Long... What was he like? You don't know that story? No. I'm just going to dox myself, and next thing you know, there's going to be Marxist like stealing my catalytic okay. converter, 100%. you know, for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, delicious. it's going to be easy to connect him to Woody. I think that would be impossible. <laughs> 
I can't wait. Well, the the night ended with me at Woody's house and the Hollywood Hills playing pool. What? He shot. Yep, we were. I, I might have to tell you the whole. Should I tell the whole story? A hundred percent. Okay. So I'm working for um, a movie magazine. I don't know if you remember. After a company I worked for in Phoenix um, moved out to LA and. We were hosting an event. Um, I can Hollywood barely Bowl. keep track of my own employment, so I cannot keep track of your employment. But go ahead. So yeah, uh, uh, well, it's a company that you know, like everyone in your ex-husband was like one of the, you know, <laughs> one of the founders. So okay, you, you definitely know fair that enough. one. Go on. You definitely know that one. Yeah, I do. So. Uh, now I now I just totally dox myself. They're gonna be at re, at your ex husband's house, maybe. <laughs> no. Um, so, anyways, work for a movie magazine. We have an event. I was going to the Cannes Film Festival to represent. That's a whole other. I could do like a five part series on that. We're and, at this I event. Know, I know and, this um, podcast is supposed to be short, but like I want to hear everything you have to say because everything in your life is so fascinating to me. <laughs> We're at the 30-minute mark, folks. You're tuned into episode 43 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show, the debut of my friend Charlotte. Boots on the ground. we got to talk Phoenix stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't feel like I did a really good job representing, but... So, anyways, we're ha- we're having the event, and we the guest list, like, it was like these celebrities. You know who showed up? Uh, Kato Kalen from the OJ trial showed up. Um, I'll be sure with the eyebrow that connects. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He showed up, but then all of a sudden, like, Alicia Silverstone Stone shows up. Well, we we had Michael Franny from Spearhead from the band, like, hey, I'll be gone today. You know, like, oh, we met like him at guy. Sundance in Utah, me and my buddy Tony. We meet him at Sundance at Utah um, and uh, became friends with him. And we're like, hey, can you play this event for us for charity? And it was crazy. Like, I was calling... I called emergency, you know, like the packets of vitamin C. Yes. And I go, hey, I'm uh, Teddy Jabroni. I'm working for this magazine. We're going to have, like, all these celebrities like Cato Kalen and I'll be sure, like, showing up with his eyebrow. Would you like to, uh, you know, because uh, I saw they were giving it away for free at Sundance. So I'm like, hey, you could give away free packets. And they sent me You're like, like okay, 20,000, dude, no, they sent me like 20,000 emergencies. <laughs> what? Like, I got back, like, everyone I knew. I didn't hook you up with like a thousand. When I got no, back. I no emergency. Oh, my God. I had, I had so much emergency. I felt emergency. so slighted that I did not get emergency because i take it all the time so i'm really oh, mad so i was still living in phoenix at the time with cv and jen oh my God, um, and and i came back and oh they oh we all 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 of our vitamin c levels were at the highest you could possibly higher than the goodyear blimp they were i tell you so you know i was giving it away it's like the I don't. Do you remember when I got like my business card pulled and I won like ninety nine burritos from Chipotle and I was like burrito cloth. Like it was literally I like I won that. like I think it was fifty. I, I won fifty. Shut up! Why did I not? You didn't get a burrito that, that day. I, I thought we were friends. I didn't, even, I didn't get a burrito. I didn't get any emergency. Like I, 
I'm going to write a Dude, strongly. Dude, I thought you were my best remaining speaker. friend. I thought you were my best remaining friend in Phoenix to bring on the podcast, Charlotte. <laughs> and instead, I, know. I found out I was screwing you out of vitamin packets, screwing you out of free burritos. <laughs> I'm just a single mom here, just trying to make it. And oh we got God. no burrito. So anyways, finally some people, uh, there's C-list people arrive first, if you can imagine. So Cato's there and I'll be. And then more <laughs> intriguing celebrities up the Hollywood food chain start arriving. And then Alicia Silverstone's there. The one thing that, you know, Dude, you're a volleyball player, 5'9". You're, you're a volleyball player, 5'9". Five, five you're, you're, you know, you're pretty tall for a... For a female, you would not believe the short stature of these tiny little puny Hollywood motherfuckers. Satanic oh my motherfucker. God, they're, know, they're all not short, all. aren't they? Are they? They're not. They are. I met Elijah so Wood at Sundance, <laughs> and you could literally put him in your jeans pocket, not the big pocket, that little tiny little pocket. A tiny one that you don't have any use for? And, and he'd just be peeking, like his hands would be right on the theme, and he'd just be peeking out like, Hi, I'm, I'm the Hobbit. I'm Elijah Wood. Like his wrist, I was like, I just wanted to like do a Bruce Lee Kung Fu movie with Elijah Wood. Like the first, like the way you could just dismantle him and take him up more. Like, <laughs> next thing you know, you're playing like drums on his head with his like femur. You couldn't even fit his ring in your pocket, but you could actually fit him. His throat. You could literally, like, just touch the tip of your index finger in your thumb, and you'd have, like, room to go up and down, like, and, like, maybe graze his Adam apple. Maybe graze You couldn't even fit your ID in that pocket. <laughs> so oh, my God. Literally so where the drugs went. So Lisa Silverstone, she was like five five. Woody comes in. I thought Woody would be like five ten. You know what I mean? Now he's closer to like five seven. What? I'm tall. With like Timberlands on, and with Timberlands <laughs> on, and he was he came in on a pogo stick and was and was balancing <laughs> there and staring down at me or up at me. He was staring up at me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wait, did you not try to like make a play on Alicia? She was. I feel, like she's a, I feel like she's a vegan and she's like probably hungry, like for you know both of like food and like the other stuff, you know. So did you not try to like you you did nothing with her? This was May eighth, two thousand six, when medical marijuana was brand new. <laughs> Like, maybe 302 people had their card, and my homie Tony, the funniest human I've ever met, Cuban guy, Tony Prieto goes to, he, he, and he, that's, that's one of the reasons I moved to LA. I'm like, hold on, you can get a card? He's like, no, it's not even a card, it's just a letter. They just embossed it. I'm like, hold on, what? And so he's like, dude, it's like the gates of heaven opened uh, to me. And I, I'm like, you go into a you're store. Do you're, dodging the, you're dodging the question. Did you not? So anyways, I was on. way too yeah. high. To, I was high. Speaking of the Goodyear blimp, I was higher than like the Hubble telescope. <laughs> so uh, my spit in my game at Alicia Silverstone, like probably like one of the 10 most eligible. I don't even okay, know. You know, she's single. She's probably like. 
I'm, well, I'm looking around. It's like Cato, I'll be sure. I'm like taller than everybody. I'm like Gulliver's Travelers up in that mother. And I'm dressed as, you know, I'm in LA, dude. I had like the dopest really clothes. Like I went on a special stuff. shopping trip. I went on a special trip to get everything. I had bracelet, whatever they call it. Net, you know, I had every, I had all kinds of what they call flare and like the pickup game. Oh, I had like flare, like eight pieces of flare. Oh, I, yeah, was, but I was in my L.A. Because, I was in the L.A. mode. But but don't you think you could have separated yourself already by being taller than her? Like, that's that's some game. Like, I'm tall. Dude, it was so Gulliver's Travelers. No, well, then, then I got so high that I was like, dude, I was spitting game to everybody. <laughs> like, I went on the other thing, and, like, there, the gummies kicked in or whatever, but it was the first. I was like, dude. And Tony was just hilarious, and my vitamin C level was off the fucking chart. And I was like, "Dude, here, I have another C." And we're just you had to there, like two days were like, You're well, everyone's just in. cracking up because I just like cold called them, and in one call they're like, and I just gave them a list like Cato, Al, and then and Woody, but they, they were on the list. There were some big people. I'm like, look at this Excel sheet, and I just like control shift like whatever, and I just I didn't have their numbers in their list. emails, but like. Oh, dude, I had an Excel sheet with like so Can many you celebrities. Tell me like, what well, it was their it was their agents. A lot of them, it was their it was almost all of them. It wasn't but like, can you please do you... my friend Betsy, who's like totally. You guys would hit it off. Same like, you guys are like the same Her, height. Her name is I Betsy. think she probably has She's two amazing. kids. I'm, I'm surprised you might have met her at some some sort of because she we we went no, out a lot. But her and her probably would have been we would have been we would have been besties. Oh yeah. So she's like, yeah. dude, Woody's here, and he wants to talk about um, the thing. So we would get like guest editors in Hollywood to come on the episode or on the on the magazine, and then they would get to spotlight like their charity causes, like their thing. Like Oliver Stone uh, guest edited a, uh, a thing. Martin Landau uh, guest edited a. A thing. So Oliver Stone has. A, I don't know if you've heard. He's interested in a lot of shit. Um, and well, he had, he might have charity things or whatever. So you could say, hey, we're just gonna hand the keys over to you, and you like get like your five favorite people to talk about like um, you know, crypto in Cambodia or something like that, and how it crashed, <laughs> and now they're all eating okay, dirt wait, or I'm, something. Let me let me get this straight. So not only did not make the cut for the emergency or the burrito, but I did not make the cut for this. I just, I just want to be clear. No outside, no mere mortals were allowed in this thing. It was staff <laughs> and celebrities only. You had to at least be someone, at least, uh, what's her name, Kat, Katie Griffith, D-list. You had to be, at least be Kathy Griffith or over to get in. Like, it must be like, you must be this. And this was like pre-Instagram and shit, so I don't even know. Like, you had to be known, like, if you're walking down the street to get in, unless you were me or whatever. And the cool thing is I was in sales, but I had a giant lanyard and I'm sort of a gregarious outgoing person. So everyone thought that I was like an editor or the writer. So they're all kissing my ass and pitching me their project. When I was in Sundance um, at an event, Charlotte, it was me, Tony. It was after the movie Game 6. So it was the down part. This is pre-Iron Man, way, 2006. I it was I have a, to meet Tony. He is the best. I, I have to, oh, I got to locate him and bring him on the show. That would melt the internet. 100%. He's the funniest. He might take over. Uh, he'll, I'll be, he'll like Wally pit me. And be like, yeah, it's like Brian Redband was on Rogan. 
like Red Rambler's probably did a bong hit like, Rogan, we should start a podcast. And then he was on the first time. He's like, nah, man, I just didn't like the way you were going with the whole, uh, you know, talking about, Co- you know, Alex Jones and stuff. Like, all right, man, well, I'll just do the Joe Rogan experience and you do the Brian Red Band. Uh, no one listens to it at, at all. That's or- so weird. That's Can I just say something really quick? Because, like, I hear Brian Red Band's name so much and I've never seen a dude and I actually care like about funny people and like they always talk about Red Band like on any like on any podcast they've ever listened to they talk about Red Band I've never seen a dude and I like he's like the he's a silent partner apparently hey I gotta take a pee real quick so I'm gonna put it on mute hold on (laughs) I've been drinking a lot of water Your your bladder is so small how dare you? It's 42 minutes and 28 seconds, and I probably literally drank, like, a half liter because I smoked a little herb before the show. I'm like, cotton mouth. I can't predict that. You're right. I might even cut this part out. I might even cut this part out. Let me put it on these. You tell everyone what your prediction is for Super Bowl 51, Eagles and Chiefs. It's a two-point spread. The Eagles are favored. Minus two, go. Uh, I'm not the best person to ask. I'm like, I'm not a very vindictive person, but my ex-husband is from Kansas City, so I kind of, and also I've heard about, like, how Patrick Mahomes has, like, treated people in his life, so I'm kind of cheering against them. Um, And also, like, you're from Philly, so you're literally the only, like, connection I have to this whole Super Bowl. So, yeah. I'm down for the Eagles. You're going Eagles. What's the score prediction? I'm going to say. There's a uh, lot of people. I just found I told you offline. Substack, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into episode 43, Teddy Roosevelt. So uh, Substack is the greatest. I cannot say enough good, positive things about Substack. It's funny. They don't have a problem with any of my content, but Twitter conveniently kicked influential Teddy Roosevelt off the platform, you know, 60, 60 days before the election. Um, but anyway, yes. I was in Sundance uh, with with Tony, me, him, and they, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Michael Keaton. It was like they were like cast offs. It was like the down part of their career, and they did like a little indie film called Game Six about the Boston Red Sox, New York Mets, 1986 World Series. Like it's a really? super famous, yeah. And they both played like Red Sox or Mets fans or whatever. No one's ever seen that 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 thing. But it was about like the Mets coming back with this like crazy comeback and they forced game seven and then won the world series. And it was like this crazy Keith Hernandez, Gary Carter, um, Lenny Dykstra, Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden. It was like one of the most famous baseball teams of all time. And they were just like a badass, like doing with, you know, just partying their ass off, doing Coke, drinking. And they were like F dropping F bombs and just, Giving people the finger. Why was I talking yeah, about that? that? Like that was like Daryl Strawberry's thing, right? Like Coke. I, mean, I think they all were on it. I don't know. Oh yeah, they all did. And Dwight Gooden. Oh, they each have their own thirty for thirty about how they had everything and oh, then it yeah. all freaking yeah. bottomed out. Lenny Dykstra bought like an insanely huge car wash in um, Southern California and was just ripping people <laughs> off and doing meth and like. Get back. So imagine. I'm in a bar in Park City, Utah. 
Um, and there's uh, with Tony, um, with the magazine, and I have this lanyard around my neck that says Teddy Roosevelt, name of the magazine. We're, you know, covering movies and we're giving away our mat. You know, we gave away 10,000 copies for free at Sundance and the Cannes Film Festival. So there was a movie about the New York Mets, Game 6, 1986, that was starring Michael Keaton, Robert Downey Jr., and John Goodman. And everyone loves that team, and no one's ever heard of that fucking movie. It came no. out in 2006 because trying to think of some washed up. It would be like Gary Busey just uh, yeah. did a movie. People were just like, oh, they're done. And then Robert Downey Jr. Like, got cast as Iron Man and Tropic Thunder. The Iron Man, yeah. film, you know. And, and then Michael Keaton had a Birdman. Do you ever see that? movie where he was also washed up that was the whole thing is he was playing like an actor who was washed up and no one wanted him and he was dressed up as a bird do you ever see that no and i don't want to no it was bad well i think it's all just for the record satanic garbage like and also just the the sheer quality of art has dropped precipitously i would much rather watch a movie from the 70s or 80s 90s than anything made Almost, it just get it just gets idiocracy. Would you agree? It just gets more idiocracy, uh, like lowest common denominator. Yes, and like I only watch documentaries, and even the documentaries, I like kind of question them. Like I don't, I don't pay attention to anything. So, anyways, we're just ch- chilling, and they're ch- they're talking to me like Michael Keaton's talking to me about his 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 project because he thinks like, I'm like the editor in chief. At this point, where you're like, is this real life? Like, no, no, no. I go to him. I go, I go, I go, you're not going to believe this, but um, I worked at a hotel in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at a golf resort. And um, I was like uh, working in the restaurant and a room service guy. And you were staying there with your family and ordered room service. And it was like a big deal. Like Michael Keaton staying at the hotel and um, and they're like, oh, you're gonna bring it up, and I was like, oh, the handsome. I was like, point, you know, 19 years old, head back from college. Oh, Teddy's gonna take up the the coffee, and and I didn't think he was gonna. I go, he goes, oh yeah, that's where my wife's uh, dad died, and he just turned around like you just reminded me of uh, my what? wife's worst day ever when she, yeah, the day I go, I the, the day I brought the coffee, they were in freaking Lancaster, Pennsylvania for his wife's dad funeral. I just brought up like I was like, oh, oh my no. God. Uh, I was like, can yeah. I and I, I literally like I've I've been doing yoga, you know, a lot. So I literally like got on the floor and like got in like sort of like a you know, figure four, like trying to do I forget it's like a lotus or like a swan. Um what is it what's what's that pose? And I I literally The warrior pose? A warrior dude, pose? I was drunk. Dude, I was drunk, and I literally <laughs> fucking put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> the tip of it. I'm like, dude, because Tony's sitting there watching. It was the only way I could think. I'm like, because I was going to be like, oh, I just put my foot in her mouth. I'm like, you got to fucking get on the floor. And like, it was like, I had like this $250, like really nice, like yellow jacket. And there was like, because everyone's like dropping in snow and mud. So I had like this muddy thing. And Tony's trying to wash it off all like wasted with like a towel. And I just, I was like, nah, dude. And so I'm like, but I'm carrying it. It's 250 bucks. I have this muddy jacket. 
Oh, the last time I was at Sundance, the Eagles were playing the Falcons. How about this little segue back to the Super Bowl? The Eagles were playing the Falcons to go to the Super Bowl when they had Andy Reid with Donovan McNabb. The Philadelphia Film Commission, like there was two or three movies from Philly that were at Sundance, right? Or like, no way. I forget there was a really good one about what? a musician like, what? yeah, there was the Philadelphia Film Commission. So I meet them like right off the bat. What's that? I'm at Sundance and I'm supposed to be doing all this movie stuff. And I'm like, I got to watch the Eagles game. I got to watch the Eagles game. Like, where, what am I going to do? Well, when I got there, well, I was talking about it for weeks in advance. Like, well, no, they, they only had, they could have only won. Like, dude, no, as they were going to the playoffs, I'm like, holy shit, the Eagles are going to be there. So I get there, and lo and behold, there's like 85 people from Philly, like hardcore enough that they brought fucking jerseys. Like, dude, so we took over. Like, they rented like the Philadelphia, because everyone's sponsoring, like, you know, Intel's, like, rents of, you know, every single place. If you have a lanyard, you can right, get into, right, like, right. Google's place. Yeah. Whatever. So it's like the Philadelphia Film Commission sponsors like Eagles. I still have also posted in the Substack. So anyway, the Eagles win. We're getting all fucked up. The Eagles win. We're getting all fucked up. And we burst out of the bar like, and I go, the Eagles. It's snowing. I'm Adam Parson. I'm like, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) And I I turned and I I looked and Jenny McCarthy is like, oh my God. Jenny McCarthy's right there. That's the first person I see blood alcohol what? level like 0.38. She's like, oh my God. But she was all happy for me. But I was just like, she was probably the happiest she's ever seen it. And I was like, there it goes. It was like in the moonlight. I'm like, I'm going. The next day was the worst hangover I had of the 21st century. Oh, oh my God. Add some hands. Doing coke till the break of dawn. Oh my god! What's coke oh like? I've never done it. Dude, it's Sundance Hollywood. Are you kidding me? It was just like in the restrooms, like in a little salt salt shaker that you just took with you. It was part of the gift bag. It oh, was sort of like yeah. one in Rome. It's part of the swag bag. It was just everywhere, and people. That was how you were cool. Like, hey, you want to bump a line in the. Blah, blah, blah. And as long as you were discreet about it and it's Hollywood and you were in the circle, you could do whatever you want. Well, it didn't sound like... like who's going to narc on you? The security? Like, it's all security it for the event. It sound like you had to be discreet at all. Dude, it's all celebrities. Like, the, that's the thing. The higher you go in the food chain, the more you could just get away with. Like, that's why, like, people can smoke a cigarette on stage at the Oscars. But I got to go, go finish the story with a, Wood, with a Woody. So Woody comes up, and he wants to, um, Betsy goes, hey, Woody's very interested in talking about the magazine uh, of editing, like Oliver Stone and Martin Landau and all these other people. I start, I talk to him. He comes up to me, you know, even on the pogo stick, you know, I'm looking down at him. No, he was, but he was like five foot seven. He's about five foot seven. had a baseball hat, but here's the, he was really good friends with Michael Franti. That was the whole thing is they made a movie. It's on Netflix where they rented a bus, like, and they were just espousing the hippie lifestyles. Oh, they drove down. Were, the... When you were talking to him, do you have like, was he pogoing as you were trying to talk to him? <laughs> no, he slowed down, put it over to the side, like leaned it against the wall. We, we, um, 
uh, have a conversation for about 10 minutes. Um, I'm higher than a Hubble telescope, but it was, and it's all good. And like, I'm, of course I'm a gregarious outgoing guy and I have no celebrity, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Like, I'm not starstruck at, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. you know, with, yeah. with what, like three platinum albums to my name and five world tours. I've, I've been around <laughs> this bitch. So, uh, the, the conversation ends, and Woody goes off um, into his limo or whatever. And uh, yeah, how was how was it? Well, what even happened? You you like skip through the whole Woody conversation. What did you say to Woody? Dude, I was higher than the Hubble telescope. I I, I don't even remember what we were talking about at that point. What we were, like, hey, you want to edit the magazine? Yeah. Oh, what causes are you interested in? Um, I heard you really like. Uh, no, well, I knew a lot of. Sh- I was like. Oh, dude, because I'm like a voracious reader, as you know. So I was like, oh, yeah, well, I know you're real, super into hemp. <laughs> yeah, my buddy, I think I probably mentioned Tony got his card. I go, yeah, we. I just experienced medical marijuana, you know, or, you know, marijuana legal for the first time. So that's awesome. Like, I definitely mentioned the weed super fucking quick in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, wink, wink, nudge, right. nudge, like, I'm down with a herb. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so anyways, I mentioned like two or three other causes that I knew he was interested in. So we have the conversation. He leaves. Um, it's probably like nine thirty. The events run until like ten thirty. Albie and Cato are lingering around. They, you know, they, they sleep until so like the confetti's on the floor. And me, Tony, and Betsy are there after the, you know, thing. And we have to clean up. You know, we had like uh, magazines out. You know, and like. Um, just like media kits and yeah. stuff like here's I'm how much the. I, I feel like Betsy's too good for that, to be honest. She's, but, okay. she's awesome. No, she was like she ran, she ran all the logistics. She was like the administrative assistant who like the whole fucking thing would have fell apart without yeah, Betsy. So like she, she, she set up the email. She was like the IT person. She was the whole. She should have been paid like more than the CEO. Like she did more yeah, than probably everyone else her combined. Name is Betsy that automatically makes her cool. Oh yeah, a southern southern belle, like blonde hair, um, and just sweet. And she has a couple you kids in North Carolina. Love her uh, I can reach oh. out to her. When I moved to LA, I found a place. Um, do you remember when I lived with that black guy in West Hollywood? Do you ever meet him, Chris? <laughs> no. So, anyways, again, I found a place on again, Craigslist. It was like any, I'm not on any emergency. I've got no Chipotle burrito or any burrito. From any, <laughs> any establishment, so no, I no. So I, I found a place on Craigslist, and I trusted Bet, uh, Betsy so much that I go, "Hey, can you, I talk to this guy over the phone? He seems really cool. Can you go check out this place and see if it was cool?" And they like, she goes over there, and he was from Virginia, she's from North Carolina, and they had like two mutual friends. What? They had like two mutual friends. Like her best friend was um, somebody's teacher. Yeah, and the teacher oh there was God. like he's like okay. No, she's like, how did you really find this guy? He's like the coolest person I've ever met. Like um, because she's and, and I was like, dude, it's just Craigslist. Literally the first thing that I rep- I, I applied, and I've had some disaster Craigs. I had never recommend to anyone. I got ripped off twenty five hundred. No, that was Zillow. That was Zillow. So, anyways, um, so Woody, so we're we're cleaning up after um, the event, and it's me, Tony, Betsy, Actually, no, uh, uh, cleaning up. 
We're all we're all cleaning up. There's a lot of emergency. Okay, we had okay, to get like okay, a okay, pallet okay, jack. Okay, okay. We had to get like a pallet jack to jack the, to drag it all out to the um airliner to load it all back to Phoenix, all that emergency we had. So we load all the magazines that people didn't take, and, and, and there wasn't that much stuff. And then we're, we just had to clean up. Like, that was just part of the deal of the what, whatever, just like plastic cups. or We rented the venue. So you're just in charge of renting the venue. And then, like, the contract says, hey, you, you can pay an extra blank to get it cleaned, or you can just do it. And Betsy, you know, she was being frugal, watching out as a, a startup company, yeah. growing company. You know, she that's, that's so we, we did it. So then she goes, hey, um, she tells me and Tony, I've got Woody's number, um, and he's told us he invited us up to his house, you know, and we're exhausted. Uh, It was a long day. We had driven from Phoenix six hours. We didn't fly because we had to bring everything, like the emergency, the magazines. So it was like with traffic, like. Eight hours, and we're parking like downtown Hollywood, like the logistics, moving uh, everything up onto the second floor. Hard. And then we're like, dude, and and it's like ten thirty. No, it's probably like eleven thirty, twelve. We finally got everything. We're like, dude, we gotta go. We gotta go to like we gotta go to Woody's. So we go up to, um, we we drive up to Woody's in the Hollywood Hill. We just keep going up, 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 Kirby Road. Get to the entrance of the place, and it was like the back cave, but with um, um, like shrubs. So they had cut like the shrubs for the landscaping. No, no, no. It was like, it was like no, like well, no. I'm talking like imagine a Batman tunnel that was like 75 <laughs> feet long, but instead of uh like cement, it was all like dense shrubbery. <laughs> You dipped in. It was all natural. It was like a Disney thing. Like you'd go into the tunnel, and it was literally like dense shrubs. Like you were driving through the woods, but it was cut like just for like a SUV, like perfectly cut. Like he had his landscaper cut it. So we get uh-huh. back in there, and we go in there, and there's like Woody and his two handlers, and they have like a huge. Um, they have like a volcano vaporizer in the corner, and there's a huge pile of weed there. And we're doing balloon hits with Woody. We're smoking herb, uh, shooting pool, and talking about the magazine. And he, it was probably like the second game. And we're just like, dude, and me and Tony and and Betsy are just sitting there smiling. We just have Sydney and Grins like, I can't believe we're hanging out in the Hollywood Hills (laughs) shooting pool. And it was just like, me, Tony, Betsy, his wife, uh, and his daughter. And so his daughter's. His, His daughter's daughter. watching us, and I'm playing pool against Woody, and he's, he, he sinks the eight ball in the corner, and his daughter comes up to him. She's like, oh, Daddy, you lost. You lost. He's, like, laughing and laughing, and he falls backwards into, like, a leather armchair. He tries to, but Not instead Woody's, Woody's um, butt hits, like, the slick leather arm of the chair, and he slides oh off, God. and with a painful hit, the, the small of his back, like, right where you're straight above your ass crack, like, probably about an inch and a half, he hits his spine um, sharply on, like, a granite. It was, like, a step that you go from, like, the pool room into the living room, like, the billiards area into the living room. He yeah. hits the back of his back on that. 
and starts writhing in pain, screaming, no, no. And we'd only been there for like, dude, we'd only been there for like 18 minutes. Like we thought we were, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving. So I'm going to Hawaii with this motherfucker. Like I'm going to Hawaii with this motherfucker. Like between my personality and the weed and Woody, like I'm going to have this guy is going to be like, I'm going to sponsor you to be like the next great stand up comedian of all time. Like, and, and Tony, I'm like, dude, we're going to be hanging out with like him and the Wilson brothers in Hawaii and Willie Nelson by like Thursday. 100%. And then he hits his back 18 minutes into it, and me and Tony and Bessie look at each other like, oh, no, our dream. Like, our dream is like, oh, shit. And we're, like, we're all high. We're like, oh, fuck. And the company's like, oh, shit. Like, all of a sudden, these two, like, Samoan guys, like, his wife's like, what? These two 300 pound Samoan guys come next to the stage, right? Like, you didn't even know they were there. There was security. They're like, Woody. Woody, are you okay? And they and they kneel down. It's like, oh no, fuck, fuck! And they they were like, oh shit, no, he's not waiting. He's done for the night. Wait, were you guys just staring, or were you just staring in awe? Like, what were you we were doing? Like, oh no! Like it was just it, it, we went through a series of emotions. Like it was like the the shock. Like oh my god! Like it was the we were just. Never imagined we would be there in our lifetime for sure. Like we're in the Hollywood Hills, and then like just like of course dreaming of the possibilities. What this night is going so great. We met with Cato and Albie Store, and now we're in Woody's house. Like by this time we're gonna be on the moon, man. By Tuesday we can just keep going higher. I think that's what I told you. Like we're going so high, we're gonna be like what, what plant Pluto, man? Jupiter. They can't contain us with a med card, man. Now that you got your card, it's like, no, it's not even a card. It's just a letter. You just emboss it. So, oh, man. So, so, oh, we're like, oh, no. It was like, like no, there's no way anything could go wrong. That was the thing. We're in the sanctity and safety of a, of a multi-million dollar Hollywood celebrity's home. Nothing could go wrong. And now everything went wrong, and Woody's getting hang, you know, All of the stage right with the Samoan guys. So we're there, and then his wife, where, like, where uh, do you think you know, they were hiding? Like, were they like just in the like doorway? Like, where were the Samoan dudes? Like, they, they're just always there in case like anything goes down. You've got seven hundred pounds of like beefy Samoans who would talk brothers coming at you like fancy <laughs> like, wrestlers. Swoop him up or they swoop him up and take him away and then you're just like, what am I doing? They're, they take him away and it's just <laughs> it's just complete silence except for the buzz of the volcano vaporizing in the back like <laughs> like the bags we would have been hitting like and there was a, it was like a turkey bag he had like a, a, a thing of turkey bags like a thing that you could just grab them and there was a girl she showed me her driver's license she was like a you know a groupie there was like a, a probably like a three or four person entourage but she wasn't there when that happened her name was okay that's what it said on her driver's license okay and she was just like her job was just why i think like balloon filler why did you check her driver's she license? Gave, i go i because she go, i go hey what's your name my name is teddy roosevelt and she goes i'm okay and i'm like what do you mean and she's like oh that's my name and i'm like bullshit let me see your license and i carded her and it said okay dynamite or whatever a hollywood stupid name was oh my god you're killing me with the story so the so, okay period <laughs> oh, yeah, it's okay, okay like not not separated no it was there was no period there was no it was the same 
It, it was it, it was just like a, jo- a capital O, capital K, right next to each other. So that's the symbol for Oklahoma, is it not? She wasn't from Oklahoma. She was super hot, but her <laughs> job was just fill the balloons with the vaporizer, from what I can understand. When you get up to that level, there's someone who that's their job. Like, we're talking about editing the magazine. We don't need to be fiddling around with, like, loading, unloading the balloon. I'm sorry. With and grinding it, the grinder. And we want to properly grind it. So she probably has, like, room and board like the Samoans. But you're grinding. We, when we get here, that's, you know, you make sure that thing's going. I have met people like this all the time. Like, the Kato's, when I lived in L.A., like, everyone has a Kato or two, like O.J. did. Like, what? everyone's got a Kato, and she was one of Woody's Kato's. Female Kato was just a cool stoner chick who lived in the back who, like, cooked uh, breakfast and, um, you oh. know. But he was married, so his wife comes out and she's like, "Oh my god, guys, I'm sorry." Woody's wife um, comes out like 30 seconds later. You just hear the the vaporizer home ring, and she's like, "Guys, I'm sorry. Woody's just not going to make it back out tonight. You know, he's got your number. He's still interested in editing the magazine. You guys are welcome to." You know, I think finish your beer and hang out for a little. I know it's like, you know, we're sorry. He really, whatever. And, and, you know, I think she's like, you could take another balloon. She was super super nice. She's like, dude, you don't have to like leave right now. She was like, you could just chill. And she was Hawaiian. Um, It's still, still the same wife, still the same wife that he's married to right now um, that he's thanked in like countless Oscars. Yeah. Like Hawaiian woman, like, that she's not like a stunner bombshell. She is like just a super chill. You could just tell she is just total aloha mana. Like just the way she yeah, handled the whole thing like, was like incredibly. She's like well, she's just not a buzzkill at all. She's just and she'll manage yeah. like any, was she anything. Not in the party at all until like he broke his back and she stuff was like, like in the periphery. She was, yeah, she was like in the periphery, maybe, but no, it was more like just me, Woody, Tony, and Beth. So then we're there and we're like, ah, oh, fuck. And we're sitting there, we're like, we're lingering around. So we, we walk into the kitchen and the kitchen wallpaper. So you could tell, like, they had taken the wallpaper and, you know, they just exposed drywall. And sometime in the previous, like, three or five or however many years, someone signed their name in Sharpie on the wall. So we walk into Woody's kitchen, and it is a like a wall of fame of all these signatures and black Sharpie on the walls. Yep. So we grab, we're, you know, higher than the Hubble telescope. We have the black Sharpie, and we grabbed the Shut Sharpie, up. and we put our name, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, Tony, and Betsy, right underneath yeah. the signature. Oh, listen, right underneath the signature of none other than Ted Danson. <laughs> Sam Malone? Mayday Malone? And Sam Malone had made, like, uh, yep, Ted Danson had made, like, a thing about, like, the pool game that they played, and we put our John Hancock scene right underneath Ted Danson's. Shut up. Yep. It can't be real. That is the one of my famous, if not my number one, and depending on like my level of enthusiasm, intoxication, I could tell that story in eight minutes or uh you know, three hour command performance. But we did go off on a number of tangents to the Sundance yes, with yes, Robert Downey Jr., okay. Michael Keaton and 
the room service thing where I took coffee up to him where his wife said that or mom, whoever is a parent. Yeah, and this is bad timing. Yeah, it's not fun. We took yeah. a little trip around the Michael Keaton celebrity Hollywood. I, I have, Dude, I have some crazy other ones. If you want to come back, Charlotte, for Super Bowl preview episode comedy switch up just to lighten everyone's. You said, hey, I want to take it easy and not talk about the Chinese spy balloon and all this crazy, the State of the Union. I want to just listen to audiobooks and music and just take a break. I'm a mom, and it's just stressing me out. So I hope we brought a little levity yeah. and joy to the things, Charlotte. You're probably my favorite guest in Teddy history. Oh, thank you. Like, I... I'm so sorry that all I did was just laugh hysterically at your stories because they are gold. Charlotte, the main thing is that you're still on the podcast. I I thought we were done when you found out that I didn't give you the emergency or the burrito. I thought I was going to get a hang-up and that was going to be it, and then that wouldn't have been episode 43. So thank you for forgiving me the statute of limitations of fucking you over on uh, vitamin packets and burritos has expired. (laughs) I'm good with it. (laughs) You're good? You you forgive me? I've gone to to therapy, and I'm, I'm fine with it. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so you want to come back? Because I do have the Tony, me and Tony go to France. Bet, uh, Betsy set it up, but she did not go to France. But me and Tony go to France, and we could do the Hollywood. Because that's the only Hollywood story. You know, when I was when I was out and about, it involves, uh, oh, my God, it, I, some jaw-dropping. Um, like, oh four gosh. of the most. Uh, uh, four of the hottest, most known female celebrities in on the planet, 2006. Sharon Stone, Salma Hayek. Sharon Stone, Salma Hayek, um, Penelope Cruz, and there was one other one, all in the same lobby well, with uh, me. Let's, like, with let's like, play like, um, like which one would you bone if you had to bone one of them? Which one? Dude, I, I I don't know. It was at the the legendary you, Hotel you have, du Cop. You have you have to pick one. Penelope, like, which one would you I, go? Uh, I probably Penelope Cruz. I don't know. Well, they were all they really? all had like she had their fastball the hardest in 2006. It was like right when Desperate Housewives and like her star was shining really bright. Like Sharon Stone was still whatever, but like the whole basic. It was like whatever. There was somebody else too. No, it was stunning. That was that's just no. It's me and me and Tony. And I'll give you this for this uh this this hook. How about me, Tony, and 120 stormtroopers from Star Wars, ten feet from each other? Dun, 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 Dude, it's insane. <laughs> we go to France. We drank a bottle of absinthe on the way from Paris to me. Of course you did. Of course you did. Because what would you else, What else would you do on the way to it, France? It, it was it was it was legendary. So yeah, you're tuned into episode 43, special Super Bowl preview <laughs> edition, folks. You know where to put your money down on the bird. Charlotte is saying, um, what was the final score prediction? Uh, 31-28. 31-28 Eagles. So they will cover the two point spread. Charlotte says that that line might move in and out, but Charlotte says um, 
She's offering a money double your money back guarantee. Is that is that right? If anyone sends their, uh, uh, no, I'm going to be back on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter, so it'll be really easy. They could take photos, and you could uh, cash app or Venmo them if they don't if they don't get it. No. If, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to offer anybody. My bad. <sighs> All right. I thought we were friends. I thought between this, oh, the burrito, yeah, we, vitamin we, C. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, when right. I get a, 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 a shipment of vitamin C and a burrito. Hey, you know how I feel about my listeners. You know how I feel about my <laughs> listeners with the, with Philly coming up in the Super Bowl. I do. Hey, you offer a double, double or nothing guarantee, or maybe you don't get invited back tomorrow. How's that sound? <laughs> You can shove a cheesesteak where the sun don't shine, puts. Hey, do you know where the Eagles play? Broad Street. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's my Tony Pepperoni, uh, Teddy Roosevelt Tony Pepperoni segue. Uh, episode 43, definitely the, the most laughter-filled. Usually we're talking about, like, uh, Chinese spy balloons dropping, like, uh, anthrax bioweapons down from a... I'm sorry, uh, like the funniest person. Sorry. Okay, you can hear this. Uh, spread the word, folks. If you like this, I always put the share button. Don't be stingy. People need a couple laughs in this uh, crazy clown world that we're orbiting in right now. First episode, this would usually be the whole episode um, of my um, anger and betrayal, and it's so much better than rather than, like, getting my vendetta and just telling how pissed I was at Twitter. Instead, we brought Charlotte on for a little laughter and joy. So just want to thank uh, everyone for listening. Y'all have a great night. Charlotte, thank you so much for breaking off some time. I know you're a busy mom and very active on the dating scene with all the whales in town for the Super Bowl. The pleasure is all mine. We'll have you back on before kickoff for sure. We got uh, 96 hours, so hopefully we'll be able to squeeze you in. Uh, Feel free to go to the game and give us some parking lot. Uh, We could do it from the parking lot.